Welcome back to Consider Yourself Hugged, a place for women. I'm Tammy. I'm Michelle. We're so glad you came back. And I told you last week that we would have um, Jennifer Walden back again. So I'm not going to read her bio again or reintroduce her, but just know that she's a dear friend of ours. Her last episode was so inspirational and she talked about spirituality in a way that that most people don't. Um, so a good transition to that is to come back and talk about relationships, which you kind of did a little bit even before, talking mm-hmm. about we are there for each other. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And it, let's move this. I'm afraid. Sorry. We have we have boom <laughs> chicka pops <laughs> leaning against the microphone, and I'm afraid it's going to scrape against it. So we talked about boom chicka pop before you should buy it. <laughs> so relationships during the pandemic, has it changed for you? With friendships, family... Uh, I think for me, during the pandemic, what I realized was how much I need people, you know. Michelle, uh, too. Yeah. Is that you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me. Not you. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this anyway. That. Yes. So I'll have to I'll have to listen to that podcast if you yeah, listen, you've listen talked to about that it. <laughs> we were just very intrigued that we kind of swapped. Okay. like Because I'm an introvert and she's an extrovert, and so we thought it would be opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she misses people. I'm like, I'm good. But yeah. I can see where you would be. I'm actually more of an introvert, you know, but I, yes, I mean, I really realized how much I need people and not, and some people need, I think Michelle, we're probably a lot of like, I, I need deeper connection. Yes. And right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Tammy, you on the other hand, so shallow. <laughs> Just, wait. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I get it. I but think. I think I well, get it. No. because uh, you know, as an introvert, like my daughter's very extroverted, and she just needs to be with people. She doesn't need to tell you her big thoughts or her deep things. She just that fills her cup so much. So yeah. she's just with people. I I need the deeper. I need to be able to say, "Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened today." You know, have that person. Yeah. And sometimes, let's just face it, the people in our home don't. <laughs> Cut it. You know, they just can only do so much. <laughs> we may need to talk about them. So. Right. <laughs> we just can't do that so much, can we? We've talked about, well, anyway. Yes. So yes. we love them, but sometimes they can't, they just can't be everything. And they us. shouldn't have to be. No, I know. Yeah. I did the ED, I did Enneagram coaching. Like I had you somebody coach me. And what, I, one day we were talking about something about my husband, and I, I said, and I said something about needing him in a, a specific way. And she's like, she said, do you really think that's fair? And it really hit me like, oh, gosh, well, no, I guess not. It's not fair to expect him to meet all my needs, you know, emotionally. And I thought, well, she's really right. Huh. Oh, darn it. She, like, speaks the <laughs> yeah. truth. Oh, that's probably true. Well, and that's why you have us, at least for today. Yes, it's awesome. Well, I, we've all had relationships to change, but I know mm-hmm. you've experienced some things in your world with friendships or yeah. relationships. That- well, I've always been the kind of person that I had a very close, very transparent circle. And I had two best friends, and I shared everything with them. And, I mean, they it was like the daily, this is who I talk to, this is who I do life with. And... It's just long story, but something happened, and that those both of those relationships kind of disappeared, and it was one of the most challenging things I've ever been through. 
but one of the most awesome things I've ever been through. Really? Yeah, and, and I never would have thought, if I had said that to you three, because this happened three years ago, I would have never said, oh, this is going to be really good for me. No, it was, it was like I could use some bad words describing how I felt. It was horrible. And Was it sudden, like a sudden? It was very sudden, okay. like literally overnight, okay. literally. And um, one of these people, you know, I haven't spoken to in three years. And I, you know, I won't, why doesn't really matter. I, it's maybe the lessons learned that can be the focus. But, but I thought, <clears throat> I thought, okay, I can either sit here and fall apart right now mm-hmm. or I can pick myself up and I can figure out how I'm going to do life without these people that meant so much. Like these are the people, you know, you need something with your kids, you're calling them. You have something hard happen. They're my go-to people. And that when you don't have that anymore, oh, you have to decide, you know. That's awful for, I mean, to not, yeah, the feelings that you must have had. Yeah, it was tough. And, I, you know, to be fair, I'm sure it was, they were tough for them too just because of things that happened. But I, all I know is, like, what I felt like I had to do and learn from that moment. It's hard to imagine somebody just breaking off a relationship with her, isn't it? Yes. Well, thank like, you. I mean, what in the world could have possibly? I'm not asking you to yes, answer that yes. question, but like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I wish I could say it in a way that really loved everybody involved and didn't in any way put any kind of responsibility on anybody. Well, you're you know? so graceful that you're acknowledging like the struggle on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like you're not sitting here saying this happened. It was awful. Like you're acknowledging that mm-hmm. it was probably pain and struggle on both sides. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that says a lot right there about yeah. you because not everyone would do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So how well how did you find the positive lesson? You said it's been three years. Mm-hmm. Has this been a recent revelation? Mm-hmm. That you- it happened really quickly and I'm thankful. But very quickly, people that I would say I kinda had in this outer circle of friendship, I suddenly started leaning on. And that was very hard for me to do because I'm a very independent person. But I suddenly found myself building relationships that I did not expect to be building. And having a much wider circle of friends. It has been, I get emotional, but it has been the most wonderful experience that's caused so much growth in me. To see other people, to see other women, to invest in other women like the two of you, you know, to say, to see you, because I'm, I'm just going to be so honest before this, I wouldn't have probably made space for you because I had my people and I didn't need anybody. But now I'm like, Oh, I see you. And I, I can make space for these amazing women in my life. And it just goes on and on. I have such a wider circle of friends now and people that I know if I just needed to just say you will never believe this I could call them and they would be there for me and so it's been awesome and and I you know it's weird it's been awesome wow and I bet even if those relationships heal yeah you would still Mm -hmm. make room for other yes people now because I'm different yeah and I see other people with a new lens because I realized like how powerful that was for me to to see people in a new light. And well, I kinda lost my thought, ladies. 
You're on the so, right podcast for that. <laughs> okay, so blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I was going to say. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. I can't tell you how many times I've been speaking and that's happened. Like, sometimes I'll just keep talking and then I'm like, I don't know. Did you ever do that when you were teaching? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you did. Well, it's okay. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll mm-hmm. come back to you. Mm-hmm. What you were talking about reminded me, we had talked in a, an earlier podcast about um, kind of a line. I'd seen a, a sermon, and he was talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, like, there's this line. And, like, a lot of times we want to keep relationships to more of a superficial, mm-hmm. like, you know, talk about, like, sports or kind mm-hmm. of what their kids are doing. But really, like, God intends us for us to be in relationship and to talk about things underneath that line, things Mm -hmm. that we probably wouldn't share with everybody, but we need people Mm -hmm. that we are able to share those things with. Mm -hmm. Because without that, you know, some of the struggles can get big. And so having someone Mm -hmm. to say things out loud to is important. And it's, like, you know, awesome how, you know, you can see that God opened up Mm -hmm. your circle you had this loss, but it created mm-hmm. like a different path, and that you, you see that growth. That's amazing. Yeah, and I hadn't I hadn't thought about when you just talked about the lesson. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before, but so I was married before, and that's when like the mental hospital. That was the worst, you know, of that was during a time period in my marriage, and so anyway, after I got divorced, and we had the best of friends. My ex-husband and I were the best of friends with this other couple. They moved across the street or across the hallway from us in an apartment when they got married. Mm -hmm. They came to, we vacationed together. They Mm -hmm. came to visit us when we moved to Kansas, when he went in the military, when we had our baby. I mean, we just were the best of friends. And after the divorce, I still maintained our friendship, but there came a point where she just stopped talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. This was like below the line. Like the, I had known her since I was a teenager. We were just the best of friends. And um, mm-hmm. that was it. Well, then three or four years ago, she sent me a Facebook message. I thought it was because of the divorce, mm-hmm. you know, because it was mm-hmm. probably within a year or so after the divorce. So I just assumed that it was because of that. And she wrote me and said it was, she apologized to me um, that she had broken off our friendship that the reason she had broken off our friendship was because of my anxiety and she couldn't understand how I couldn't just live my life mm. and just deal with life and mm-hmm. but she then had a teenage son who was dealing with mm. OCD and and she just apologized profusely but that had a profound mm. impact on my life but what mm. it did for me and I hadn't really thought about the positives and we've communicated some sense but we'll probably never mm-hmm you know, rekindle it the way it was before, but that's okay. I don't have to have it. But when I watch other people, I mean, I had an empathy for other people struggling with anxiety and depression because of my own experience, but I'm past the deep, deep part of it. But I can remember like she looked at me and couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Like, why can you just not live your life? And so now I can remember not to look at someone else you know, mm-hmm. one of my friends and thinks, well, why would you react that way to that? Mm-hmm. Why would you not be able to get past that? Because that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. gave me another level of empathy, I mm-hmm. think. I love that. Hmm. The destructive part of friendship can still you learn send from blessings it. our yeah. way. 
and your circle has grown. Yeah, I, and I think one of the things I learned from that is I believe, you know, God tells us, like, I'm not going to leave you alone. I will not leave you comfortless. And we, we kind of want to make that very spiritual, but I, I'm kind of tending to lean more towards it's very practical. He will not leave us alone. And I felt so alone. And it, it just weird little things kept coming up with women in my life, like reconnections or people that in my neighborhood. And <clears throat> at that point, I had to make a decision because in my past, I would have always held that at a, at a distance, you know? I would have just been like, I don't have space for that. I've got, you know, too much going. He was providing, but I had to be willing to embrace it. And I had to be willing to say, oh, yes, I will have coffee with you. Oh, yes, I will go walking with you. And in my past, I would not have done that. So he did not leave me comfortless. But if all I could think was, oh, God, please restore these friendships. Please make this happen for me again. And that's all I could focus on. I would have missed the things he kept putting in my path. Mm. And the women he kept drawing to me and saying, hey, look, you need her right now. And guess what? She needs you. You know? And I've just seen that repeated over and over again. And that's like a key point, like the she needs you. Because, like, I think, mm. especially, like, introverts, I mean, you kind of think of it from, like, a personal perspective. But it may be God also having that person reach out because they need mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. at the same time. So, Ooh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, it's a joke, but it's the the story or joke about the, the flood that was happening in a community, mm-hmm. and this guy was praying, you know, God, please rescue me, please rescue me, and so he goes up on the roof, God, please rescue me, and the helicopter comes along, and he's like, no, God will save me, God will save me, a boat comes along, God will save me, <laughs> and then he winds up dying, says, why don't you save me, and he's like, I sent you a boat, I sent you a helicopter, <laughs> so, yeah. you know... Just what we pray mm-hmm. for and how God answers that prayer. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't look like what we think it's <laughs> yes. going to look like, we can miss it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I've seen it happen so many times. I've done it. Oh, I too. want it to be this way, this person. And I don't, he'll, he can help us out, but it may not look like we want. Yeah. So. I mean, and his plan is always so much bigger, so much better. But I have absolutely done that too, where I think it's going to look like this, and so therefore I'm hanging on that to that so tightly. Mm-hmm. I don't see the amazing thing yeah. he's doing at the time. I, I have a precious, to me it's a very precious story about that, is when I met my husband, he had three mm-hmm. young children, and um, they their mother was very in and out of their life. And um, when we got married... I was like, you know, very naive, but I was like, oh, these are like, God, this is God, like sending these amazing kids in my life. I just love them so much. And, you know, <laughs> voice changed. Yeah, I know. I'm like, but I did. I loved them from the mo- It's like, I felt like an adoption. The minute I saw their picture, I was in love with those kids. And I, to this day, they, I just feel like they're mine. Yeah. Well, it really hit me one time how much they had to choose me because I was not what they wanted. They wanted their mother. They wanted their birth mom to see them and want to be with them and love them. They didn't want me brushing their hair when they were 11 years old and 13 years old. They wanted her. They didn't want to tell me how hard their day had been at school and hug them. They wanted it to be her. They had to choose me. And God couldn't make 
her be that for them. He just can't, that's just kind of not the way he does things. But he did say, okay, but I got this lady. She's kind of, you know, she's going to make you crazy sometimes, <laughs> but she does, she will love you. You know, will, will this do for now? And they picked, they picked me. They said yes. And the blessing has been insane because of that. But I'm like, that's just such a beautiful example. God, God doesn't leave us alone. You know, mm-hmm. he will bring us together. And I needed them. I'm Once again, like you were saying, Michelle, I needed them just as much as they needed me. So. Gosh. That's beautiful. That yeah. was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and what just happened, though, interesting, is I was thinking right before you opened your mouth, I was thinking, I know we're talking about friendships right now, but I really want to talk to her about her blended family and Mary. Mm. And then you just like opened your mouth and mm. that mm. was the story. Well, um, there you go. I think we even talked before we decided to just continue on with just the general podcast for women about doing one for stepmoms, blended families, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yes. Because it's, 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 it's different. Yeah, it's a different dynamic. Absolutely. And then we decided, you know, we would do episodes on that. But mm-hmm. um, I think when we do some, I mean, mm-hmm. your stories of yeah. how, did they accept you quickly? I mean, how did that... it? It varied from child to child. And, you know, it's... how old were they? They were 11, 13, and 16. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> and so it varied. But it was funny because. It's very hard being a step parent because you don't have all those years to build trust and to it. it and what I found, especially with my daughters and as women, I think sometimes we have a different dynamic with one another. But to allow things, I don't know if I can express this well, but to allow things to get broken so you can pull it back together again. And when I realized that that we were going to be okay is when we could get mad at each other and we all trusted it's okay. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And that takes time. It takes time. Because I'm walking on eggshells like, I want them to know I love them. I want them to know it's okay. You know, and, and then, but then things happen. It's just life and you can only walk on eggshells for so long and the real life happens and you butt heads and you're like, are you kidding me? Why did you do this? And yeah, I think that that is a huge indicator of the relationship is, I think that is, yes. maybe mm-hmm. it's too, I think it's almost like the indicator mm-hmm. in a blended family relationship is that there can be conflict but you know it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Security, no matter what. Yeah. I love you, no matter what. You're not going anywhere. Especially yeah. if there's been a hurt. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely true. That unconditional love. Um, yeah. Which sometimes you think can only come from the biological parents. Yeah. And we have so much to talk about over the yeah the course of... I mean, that's a big topic. But I'm mm-hmm. so glad to hear it addressed because I just... I know when I was a single mom, and not single mom, I was never a single mom. <laughs> so, okay, rephrase this. I'm not taking that out. I'm <laughs> I was trying to think. Is there a time? I never, 
never a single mom, but um, just of a cat. But you know, I don't think that counts. Well, but there is a cat right over there who's making me laugh so because cute. Michelle's cat is rocking in the rocking chair. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. So, so when you were a single, step, single, no, no stepmother, stepmother initially, I remember feeling so alone, like. How is this supposed to feel? How am I supposed to do this? And like, where is a book I can read about? You just question everything. You're like, do I really, you know, am I mad at them right now? Is this because, and if I was their birth mother, I wouldn't be mad at them? Or, you know, you question so much. Yeah, but the fact that you questioned yourself about that Mm -hmm. is huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I needed somebody to tell me that. And, you know, I did have, my sister at the time was so awesome to like, I, w- I would call her and I'm like, is it okay that I'm really angry about this? And she's like, yes, I would be furious. It's okay. <laughs> you know, you just need people that you can really just be so real with. And yeah. in, in motherhood in general, not just being a stepmom, but in motherhood in general. Oh, gosh. And then how did that like with Kirk, with their dad, with mm-hmm. your husband, mm-hmm. with the because the blending is not just with you and the kids, mm-hmm. but what about the two of you? And I know this is these are huge questions. Yeah, for, for such a and short time, different but. for different situations. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I almost feel guilty because it was so easy because he was amazing. One, he was so done with being a single parent. He had been a single dad for nine years. I mean, he was so done. So I think he kind of, you know, we didn't ever butt heads because he's like, I'm just thankful you're doing this stuff. Like, he was so good to me and let me mess up and didn't hold it against me and would would question sometimes, but never to, to like belittle me or say, how dare you, but just in us growing together and how do you raise teenagers. So he never overstepped. No, never. I mean, that was a, and I know I feel guilty because I know that those are some real issues for blended families. It just, like I said, I think because he was so, (laughs) he was so tired, Tired. which by the way is hilarious because then, okay, so he's been a single parent for nine years. We're, and then we find out we're pregnant. I mean, you know, like, (laughs) okay, oh dear Lord, what in the world is this? You know, because for him, that was, that was hard. Is realizing, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a dad again. After so many. After so many years of doing it alone. And I don't, I think we read your your intro bio on your last session, but not this session. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer had ovarian cancer and didn't mm-hmm. think she'd ever have children. And right. now she has, a, in addition to her, her, yeah. um, I was going to say your love children, but that didn't say <laughs> You know what I mean? That's she has right. two that she birthed, thinking that she yeah, never that would. was the biggest shock. But I, but it was great for me, and I was so excited. But and that's a, I think that is an issue for blended families, that when there maybe when one person has had birth children and the other one has not, you know that can be so hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having a baby. This is like a complete miracle. And he's like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm having a baby. <laughs> Literally crying like, I don't want to do this. That was that was oh. where we were. So we did, you know, it, it wasn't all easy and it wasn't all perfect. But that that is one side of us wow. as a blended family. An amazing story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how far apart between the boys? Two years. Two years. 
Both surprises. Both absolute surprises. <laughs> I knew the first. Josh, is he the, Josh, is the oldest? He's the oldest. He was, I mean, he's the one where I went to the doctor and told her that I was pregnant. She looked at me with tears in her eyes and said, you realize that's an absolute miracle. So, but then two years later, um, I just can't tell you how many reasons we should not have had these two boys, but there were so many. But yeah, two years later, <laughs> we find out, oh my goodness. <laughs> I will put a link in the show notes to the one that we did together because um, Jennifer shared quite a bit about her cancer history and the the birth of the boys and all that stuff. So I'll share that link in there. Yeah. (sighs) Good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. I think we should probably do a series at some point on just blended families, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So much to talk about. Yeah. But we have millions of episodes to do. That's what you keep saying. That's what I keep saying. (laughs) Go for it, ladies. I I love it. I re so the the original, you know, consider yourself hug before you transition into a place for women. I think I had sixty six episodes. I don't even know if you noticed this. So when I when we started back, I just went ahead and numbered it one, two, Mm. and three, but then I was like, Well no, because we want people to know and, and Michelle was on the show several times too, so I went back. And did 67, 68, 69. So now we're in the 70s. Oh, so see? We're almost to a million. Whoops. Yay. Relatively speaking. (laughs) Well, thank you for being Uh, on with us twice. Such an honor. Oh, gosh. Such an honor. I just love it. And I know we'll have so much more time together. So I will put all of your information in the show notes. And that will still be at TammyWest.com. And we'll have links to... I don't remember if we talked about anything specific today to put in other than jennifer's information and i'll put a link to to her interview before so subscribe download rate review all those things wherever you're listening invite your friends join our facebook group the stress club all those links are in the show notes Um, we're excited you were with us again i don't know where we're going next time um so we'll just see so thanks for being with it what mine right Oh, right. The mind. That's right. And Um, that will then be the last of this big series, right? Yes. Of the four with us and four with the guests. All right. Well, that's where we're going next time, the mind. My mind forgot. (laughs) So until we're together next time, consider yourself hugged. hugged.